WDBM East Lansing. The impact. You're listening to Impact Exposure. Exposure gives a voice to our community and provides a forum for discussing the relevant issues of today. Broadcasting from the campus of Michigan State University, this is Impact Exposure. Good evening, you are listening to Impact Exposure, and I'm Abby Newton. It has come upon us, the last day of summer before the Michigan State University Spartans begin classes. Now for this last show of the summer, we talk to actor Adam West, who played Batman and is now one of the voices of Family Guy. Also, we speak with Vassal, a band that will perform at The Loft, as well as get an update on the Mosaic Music Festival that will be happening in Lansing over Labor Day. Lastly, Wharton Center will join the show to give you a sneak peek on the performers of the new school year. It seemed like a normal day at the Spartan Bookstore at Michigan State University. But upon further investigation, I realized we had a superhero among us. Batman. Yes, Alfred? To the bat phone, sir. Commissioner, you'll never guess who's on the loose. Your old arch enemy, the Riddler. Good heavens. Him again. Can you come to headquarters right away? It'll be a pleasure, Commissioner Gordon. But this Batman left his cape at home. It was actually Adam West, the actor who played the 1966 Batman. He visited Michigan State's campus to share his knowledge, sign autographs, and protect us from the Joker. We sat down with a superhero who actually grew up on a wheat farm in Washington. Look at these hands. Aren't these the hands of a farmer? <laughs> Absolutely. Then I went to Stanford, did some postgraduate work, became the radio station manager at Stanford. Then I won an audition. I went to NBC. Uh, in one year, I was fired. Yes, I was drafted. And a whole bunch of stuff happened that day. Yeah, <laughs> But I decided to go into the Army and uh, went to basic training in California. One thing led to another, and I was made. Uh, well, they asked me if I'd start the Army's first TV stations. Closed circuit in California. I did with some success. And then they sent me to New York and New Jersey to do the same. And from there, I got a job in Honolulu. And then I was doing a play. I was discovered by a couple of guys from Hollywood. And one of them, an agent named Lou, said, kid, we can sell you in Hollywood. Send me a picture, will you, <laughs> on a horse. And I did. And, and Six weeks later, I was signed by Warner Brothers. In the signature role, of course. As a young kid, West loved reading the Batman comic books and mimicking Batman and Robin's adventures. Uh, you know, it was amazing having um, enjoyed those comic books, Batman especially, when I was a kid on the ranch uh, to suddenly years later wind up being or playing Batman. I mean, that kind of 
psyched me out a little. But, you know, when you pull on that cowl, it's so simple. Because as an actor, you just kind of sense memory and go back. Your question, you see, how was it when I was playing Batman as a kid? Hey, with my brother. Hey, you be Robin. I'll be Batman. Come on, let's go out and play. Let's go play Batman. It's the same thing when you walk out of your dressing room. You pull on the cowl, you got the cape and all that stuff, and you think to yourself, wow, we're going to go play Batman now. <laughs> was it difficult to it ever works. take the cape off? Uh, to take it off? Yeah, I mean, you know, to turn back into Adam West and not Batman. Oh, I see. Um, you know, it's always somewhat difficult to leave a role that you've invested uh, a lot of stuff in, into. However, it was such a relief to pull off that hot cowl, get out of those itchy tights. No, it was no trouble, <laughs> believe me. Oh, I couldn't even go to the bathroom for, for days. I'm so sorry. Yes, I couldn't find the zipper. No, I'm teasing. Go on. Now, once people in the East Lansing and Lansing area heard that the Caped Crusader was coming to campus, they flocked to the Spartan bookstore. Teresa Dunn of DeWitt was an excited fan waiting you know, in line. You know, I'm a really big comic fan. I like all that sort of stuff with the campy, you know, bang kapow, you know, exploding sharks. It's all up my alley. So the chance to actually meet Adam West, because he's never in this area ever. So it's a great opportunity, really. What are you going to say to him when you go up there? I have no idea. I'm hoping I just don't, like, completely choke up. I might ask him if he'd ever consider being Alfred in a movie. So for you, does Batman represent something more important, you know, the superhero aspect? What does it mean to you? Truth, justice, and the American way. <laughs> With Teresa's enthusiasm for Adam West came the impersonation. I'm Batman. <laughs> it's terrible, I know. Michigan State University sophomore Stuart Tarp also waited in line to meet his childhood idol. I'm here to meet Adam West, and he's hopefully going to sign my Batman number one limited edition poster. <laughs> Adam West was sort of like a childhood idol to me. I really looked up to him, and I watched his movie probably like a thousand times, so I'm just really excited to meet him and actually get his signature here. But to Stuart, his love and respect for the Batman went beyond the stealth of a Batmobile in a black cape. To me, it represents that you should never compromise in the face of justice. You always got to look forward and remember, Batman is the symbol that we should never compromise. Go for your dreams. Besides playing the Dark Knight, West has appeared in many other films and has done much voiceover work. His current project? Mayor West, what are you doing here? I'm being a rascal and ringing people's doorbells and running away. Then what are you still doing here? It's my first house. I'm not very good at this. Mayor Adam West from the popular television show Family Guy. I think the toughest thing is to play yourself. For example, to play Mayor Wee, Mayor West in Family Guy. That's really tough because you're not behind... Uh, what they used to call, I think in England, the green umbrella of a role. You're not hiding in a role. You've got to be yourself. But with Family Guy, it's necessary to do a crazy, quirky, um, strange variation. But you better walk that tight wire, otherwise you're too goofy. You know what I mean? There's a certain dignity uh, that can be preserved in just about all kinds of comedy, even physical comedy. Mm -hmm. Look at Cary Grant, for example. <laughs> However, Wes says his favorite role is always his current role. You embrace it, and you think, I'm going to make that my favorite. 
and I'm going to bring us something fresh. Look out. The last thing I wanted to know from West was what was on his bucket list. Uh, I think maybe to go home and, and, and uh, play with the dogs. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, th- there are a lot of things I want to do. My God, I want to go to the Caribbean and go diving. And uh, I want to go back to Yellowstone soon. And I hope it's still there. Um, I think I want to travel and I want to read some more good scripts. And with that, we let Adam West retire to his bad cave as we retired back to our studios. For Impact News, just outside of Gotham City, I'm Abby Newton. This weekend, Lansing will be filled with musical performers. First, it will host the Mosaic Music Festival during Labor Day. It is a celebration of diversity and unity on Labor Day weekend. To talk about the festival, we have Smitty Smith in the studio. So welcome to the studio. Thank you. Now, tell me about the Mosaic Music Festival. The Mosaic Festival was started three or four years ago, sort of as a celebration of diversity around Lansing. And and the, it was put on Labor Day because labor's a big part of uh, the Lansing area with the auto factories and state and everything. And so to celebrate diversity and the labor force around Lansing. And why is it called Mosaic Music well, Festival? Well, a, a mosaic is a, an art piece with lots of little pieces of whatever you make it out of that all blend together to make a whole piece of art. So, you know, the culture in Lansing is a lot of individual people that are all different from each other, but when seen as a whole, kind of creates an entire piece. And how long has it been going on in I Lansing? Think, I think this is the fourth year, fourth maybe year. maybe fifth. There are so many music festivals in Lansing. There are. <laughs> now, yep. What makes this one different and noticeable and appealing to people? Well, one thing that's different is it's Labor Day weekend, which is good for some people. It's bad for some people. Right? Some people travel and go someplace to visit family, but if you're hanging around Lansing or someone's coming to Lansing to visit you, it gives you a great opportunity to uh, go out and experience a lot of cultural acts and a lot of music. It was not just music. There's dancing and, and all kinds of culture going on and, and uh, a lot of fun food, beverages. That's always good. Yeah. <laughs> so what can we expect from the festival music-wise? Music-wise, there are some diverse acts during the day, uh, everything from klezmer music to uh, Middle Eastern to dance kind of uh, cultural acts, and as well as some, some children's activities, so bring the kids and so on and so forth. And in the evening, it kind of shifts its focus to a more of a straight music program. And the focus this year, every, every year is a little bit different focus. So the genres this year, if you will, are country and Americana. Huh. And so what were you in charge of booking? Because you were the talent booker. I am the talent <laughs> Which booker. Which one was your duty? <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they asked me to book the evening acts because I, I run a concert series in East Lansing called Pump House Concerts. Mm-hmm which you can find on Pace, Facebook if you just search for Pump House Concerts. But it's in East Lansing, and we host one show a month, and it's typically country or alt-country or Americana-type acts. So I know a lot of those sort of musicians around Michigan and around the country, and uh, that's the focus this year, country and Americana. Are you a deep-rooted country fan? You know, I'm not. <laughs> I grew up with you know rock and roll. I was in a punk band. I got into blues and jazz a little bit, but I lived in Nashville for a year, about five years ago, and it kind of opened my eyes, not to the the uh, music that's on the radio, mm-hmm. which is popular, but I'm not much of a fan of the kind of pop country. Mm-hmm, yeah. All I recognize is popularity, and that's all cool, but more of the singer-songwriter, 
um, alt country, that the including the people who write the songs, that then famous people like Vince Gill or whoever's big this week record and make famous. So the country that you found or for the festival, is it more focused on national country, if you will, or is it more the pop country? Well, we've kind of got both. Okay. We've got a lot of, uh, well, a lot of people don't realize is there's a very strong country scene in Detroit. In really? the Detroit area, yeah. Not so much the pop country, but uh, kind of Americana, alt country, and a, a lot going on, shows going on all the time down there. And we've brought a few of those folks up to East Lansing for the Pump House concerts, and we've got a good lineup, especially fr- uh, Saturday night, of some great Detroit bands. Oh, and that then should... for the Mosaic Music Festival, do you have mostly artists from Michigan, or did you spread all over the world? They're actually the all from Michigan. All from Michigan. It's a Michigan Mosaic Festival. Mm-hmm. We thought we'd stick mostly with the Michigan-based bands. Michigan is likes the made in Michigan, I think. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so how about in Michigan itself? Are country and Americana pretty popular in the whole state and also East Lansing and Lansing? They are, yep. I mean, you know, obviously the radio doesn't play it a lot, mm-hmm. but there's uh, there are shows going on all the time around East Lansing. Max will have Americana-type acts, alt-country acts come in, the loft sometimes, um, and our series, of course, at Pump House Concerts and Mosaic. And then down around Detroit, there's quite a bit going on at various clubs, Park mm-hmm. Bar, and uh, some places around Corktown. And besides some music, what else can people look forward to for the festival? I hear you have craft tents and riverboat yep. tours. Yeah, yep. It's at Adato Riverfront Park, right downtown Lansing, you know, on the other side of the river from that big power plant that's now an office <laughs> <Beautiful>. building. <laughs> yeah, it's a very nice area, near near the farmer's market, the mm-hmm. city market, East Lansing, or Lansing City Market. And, uh, yeah, all those things you said, you, there'll be a riverboat going up and down the river that you can take crews on. There's activities for the kids, a lot of cultural things you can learn from, craft sort of things, and uh, some beverages available for adults and for children, and uh, lots of music. And if you could say one thing you hope people will walk away with from this festival, what kind of experience they will have, what would you say? I'm going to say two things. Okay, you can do that. <laughs> if that's allowed. All right. <laughs> one will be the, the breadth of the culture available locally and and that wow i didn't know what klezmer music was when mm-hmm. i came to this thing but that, i kind of enjoyed what that. is klezmer music <laughs> gypsy jazz gypsy jazz yeah you okay. might think of it as that you know mm-hmm. it's it's a you'll, you'll know it when you hear it okay but i'm not very good at describing it <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is going to be that wow i didn't realize that a there were acts this talented around michigan in the kind of country americana genre and also maybe open people's eyes that you hear some music, and that really is rooted in country, but it's kind of rock and roll, and, and it's in between, and, and I like that. I, I wasn't sure I'd like that, but I, mm-hmm. I do. Wow. And what do you think um, these festivals do for the city of Lansing in East Lansing? Uh, I think they promote community. They bring people together. You can see your friends. You can realize that there are other people with common interests to you and also other people with very different interests, but that you might enjoy also. And... Uh, and they employ some folks, mm-hmm. uh, the musicians, right. and uh, so on. And f- as a talent booker and a big music uh, junkie almost, <laughs> what are you most looking forward to for the festival, whether it be a certain artist or a certain experience that you might have? I, I think the Saturday night lineup I'm pretty excited about because we've got three bands from the Detroit area that I really like and, and I know pretty well. And uh, also it's it's the, uh, the couple of acts we have that you might consider more pop country actually are very good. It's Can you a, give it's us a quandary for me, you know, because <laughs> I, I listen to the radio, I'm like, I don't like this stuff very much. Mm-hmm. But um, but these folks are, are talented. They write their own songs, and 
and uh, I can talk about the individual acts if you want. Go for it. What are your three well, favorites? As long as we're on that end of things, the mm-hmm. North Country Flyers okay. are a band out of Williamston, and probably nobody realizes that there's a band based in Williamston that has won Grammy Awards for their songs, oh. that have songs they've written that are on commercials that you probably have seen on TV, trucks and, and so on <laughs> and so forth, and that have written a lot of songs that are hits that you would never know. And then they're going to come perform those songs for us at the Michigan Mosaic Festival. Excellent. Well, and it sounds like you have quite the festival lined yeah. up. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I, I just I think that people should not base their decision to come listen to the music on whether or not they've heard of these acts because these are not people you hear on the radio. They're mm-hmm. not people that you read about in the newspaper very often. So if you choose to come down and, and give a listen to this music, I think you'll be very pleasantly surprised and realize that it doesn't have to be a famous act for you to enjoy the music. Well, thank you very much for coming. That is Smitty Smith for the Mosaic Music Festival. Again, the festival will be in downtown Lansing from August 31st to September 1st. For more information, you can check out michiganmosaic.org. I go to work every day And I'm thankful I still got a job to go to Cause so many don't Oh, and I know That maybe someday I could watch my livelihood Just up and walk away Giving to a man Who'll do the job for less Cause the one we put in office Says it's best for the homeland but it's getting hard to pay the bills and put gas into the car we've been living in the good life for so long maybe the good life is gone
is gone We've been living in the good life for so long Maybe the good life is gone exciting music venue is also happening in Lansing over Labor Day weekend. The band Wasall will be performing at The Loft on August 30th. Wasall released their first full-length album not too long ago. They are self-described Mediterranean fusion music and they are from Lansing. They came to the studio to chat about their music. Uh, my name is Ty Forker and I play percussion in Wasall. And my name is Igor Huat and I play the oud, the Middle Eastern lute in Wasall. And what kind of music do you guys play? We call it Mediterranean fusion music. The, the largest ingredient is, is music from the Arabic tradition, which, which Igor, being half Lebanese, kind of brings in from his, from his heritage. And then we also mix in elements of klezmer. We have a really great clarinetist named Will Sokola who brings some of that element. Uh, the rest of the group has studied some jazz music. We're all classical, classically trained musicians, so there's that influence as well. And we kind of bring it all in and, and try to make something that's really kind of exciting and unique and hopefully enjoyable for the audience. And do you see a lot of Mediterranean fusion in the Lansing and Michigan area? Short answer is no. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of bands I can think of. For example, um, Eldon Kelly. Uh, he is a jazz guitarist originally, but he's included a lot of those influences in his playing. So he brings in a lot of Turkish music and Indian music in his playing with the jazz and the blues element. Um, there's also a group out in Kalamazoo called Andro, and they bring some elements of Middle Eastern and Mediterranean music. And there are bands here and there in Detroit, um, but the fusion, the way we're doing it, there's not a ton of it going on, okay. I'd say. And you're an international student, so what is it like for you taking the music almost from your home and bringing it to America? Um... Trying something new. Mm -hmm. That was the idea. You know, when I first started learning the instrument, it was here in the oh, U.S. Oh, really? And I wanted to start a group so I could play around instead of just practice, you know, in a practice room. And basically met the people who I knew and let's make something happen, you know. So how Discovered. did you guys become a band? Uh, the core of the band, everyone, you know, the founding members of it, most of us were uh, students, all kind of graduate students at MSU and music at the time. And kind of started out, yeah, as a mass email to all of Igor's <laughs> friends who, who he knew were kind of interested in this kind of music and said, hey, I want to do something. I don't know what it is yet, but let's get together and play and see what happens. And I think there were 12 people at the first meeting, and then it became, you know, eight. And we kind of whittled it down to the six people that kind of became the core of the ensemble from that point. It's like mm -hmm. a new version of American Idol, oh, yeah, <laughs> Mediterranean <laughs> Idol. <laughs> Very nice. Um, now, why is drawing influences from around the globe important to you in particular? I think, I mean, as a musician, it's just a way uh, to kind of to be creative and kind of break you out of your comfort zone. And when I play in more, you know, more pop music settings or even classical music settings, you kind of have this idea of how things happen and how things should happen, mm -hmm. and it becomes a little a little mechanical at times, versus in this music there's still a lot that can surprise me and catch me off guard, and it really kind of awakens some, some curiosity and some 
some good music that way. Mm-hmm. And you're performing at the Loft this weekend on Friday. So because it's not, you know, a big rap band or a big pop music band, what is the crowd going to experience? You know, will they be shouting like rah, rah, rah from the rooftops? Will they just be enjoying the melody? What do you think they'll experience? It's hard to say. I think we've put together a really exciting show. Mm-hmm. We've got we've got Karma Belly Dance is going to come in. They're going to do a set by themselves, and they're also going to join us for several numbers. And that's a really, uh, really exciting thing. It adds a, a really exciting visual element to the band. <laughs> the, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not we're not much we're not to look the, at. Really, good no. looking guys here. <laughs> they did a radio interview for you know. I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not in sync up there, you know. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but you know, but they bring something that's really they're they're really great dancers and just really great people, and we're excited to share the stage with them. Uh, Kim V is a local, he's an MSU student and a local musician, and he's bringing his band, and he's uh, first-generation Vietnamese-American, and but he plays this incredible pop music. He's like <laughs> he's like an Asian John Mayer. Oh, wow. Which is like the, my first impression of him, and I'm excited to see him. I've seen him before play solo, and now he's got a full band, and he's going to cut loose a little bit. And then Carissa Wilson is bringing her band. She's a Grand Rapids-based songwriter. And kind of, kind of cut her teeth in the in the folk and Irish music scene, but she's kind of carving her own path. And so she also won the Jammies this year, uh, the the Jammy Award in Grand Rapids. That's a award sponsored by WICE. Mm-hmm. It's their independent uh, um, radio station, mm-hmm. and I think she's won it before also, hasn't she? Yeah, she's a really she's a really great songwriter and. And does your music have lyrics to it as well, or is it in just instrumental? It's instrumental. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought, but I was just clarifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so what kind of messages do you try to convey then through your music? You know, because it isn't lyrics, so you're not telling people these messages. Mm-hmm. They have to almost feel it. So how mm-hmm. do you do that? That's a good question. Um, it's part of it in the music, and another part of it, and which we're trying to develop more, is the visual presentation. So because lyrics, you know, as you're saying, lyrics, you know, they've got meanings mm-hmm. that we can really easily translate Direct into our meanings, pers- yeah, right. personal life. Uh, with music, it's a bit more abstract and a bit harder to translate that. But, I mean, you can take, if you want to take really exaggerated emotions on the both ends of the spectrum, you know, happy song, fast rhythmic song, and, you know, sadder, slower song. That's one way we do it. We try to vary, you know, the pace, the types of scales we use that will lead to these emotions. Um, we also, you know, the instrumentation we use, different percussion instruments, which would be brighter, you know, more festive, make people want to tap their feet, move, maybe dance sometimes, um, or more mellower instruments that are more reflective. And we're trying to work on that uh, stage aspect. For example, working with the belly dancers, uh, movement is much more engaging in that sense. It um, Things are moving. We are very visual people. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But we're also trying to work on how we can translate these musical moments we have into visual um, representations, similar to like what a rock band would do, Mm -hmm. but not to that extent. You know, the head banging in a rock band. (laughs) We won't do head banging, but I think you're following. Just do a belly dance a little bit. There you go. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And so, do you did you guys have to take belly dancing lessons to prepare for this? No. <laughs> You're just natural belly dancers, of am course. I correct? <laughs> and uh, we will demonstrate some moves right now for our listeners, right? That's right. <laughs> hey, they don't know. You could be doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fun. So then will you engage with the belly dancers, you think, too? 
I'm sorry, I've never seen a concert with belly dancers, so this is very interesting and new to me. Yeah, we we leave the dancing to them. I think that's you know, good. Which, which is <laughs> a good strategy all around. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but yeah, we try to interact musically with them. There's some improvisational aspects to their dancing as well as to our music that, mm-hmm. you know, we can kind of play off each other and, sure. you know, build up the energy or bring back the energy and kind of play back and forth that way, so... Excellent. So then how about the future for you, gentlemen? What's in store for the band? And also maybe your dream job, your dream place to be in the music world. All right. Igor, you go first. Um, (laughs) So we've got a pretty busy fall coming up. Mm. We've got around 20 performances between now and December. And we're going to play all around Michigan, um, west, north, Detroit area. We're also the UP. Go to are you crossing the big lake? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Baby stuff. The Scandinavian people have not asked for us yet. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'd love to go there. There's actually Northern Michigan University. Is mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I've, I've asked them already, but anyway, different story. <laughs> um, we're also going to go to Pennsylvania twice. Uh, we're going to play at uh, Messiah College in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Um, actually, Next week, so the weekend of the 6th, 7th, 8th of September, we're going to be in Indiana, Pennsylvania for their Appalachian Folk Music Festival. We're going to oh. give a workshop there and perform, too. That's, That's pretty exciting. So a lot of performances. And for the band, we're trying to develop our performance uh, market, so to speak. So the same thing we're doing right now, just looking for more, let's say, illustrious gigs. Mm-hmm. Um we're also trying to develop more of an educational market, so going to colleges, going to schools, uh, trying to build the teaching materials and the connections in that area. So that's for the band. I don't know if you want to take a personal... Take Ty, where do you want to be in the music world? Do you have high aspirations? Or is this just something for fun for you? No, I mean, this is, you know, you can never bank on a band you know, because there's six different people who have mm-hmm. six different lives you know, we're all college graduates and we're all, you know, semi-employed with day jobs. And so, you know, if I could do this full time, I would love to. I don't know if that's in the cards for us or not, but, you know, we're certainly doing what we can to make mm-hmm. things as good as we can right now and, and chase this thing as far as it'll go. And Great. Well, anything else you guys would like to add? The show is Friday yeah. night. Doors are at 8 p.m., uh, all the details are at fusionshows.com. You can you can get your tickets there ahead of time if you want to. And uh, we're really excited. It's a great lineup, and we'd really love to see a lot of people come out. Thank you very much, gentlemen. We've got Igor and Ty with the Sol Band, and they'll be at the Loft on August 30th. Thank you. Thank you.
Paris's impact exposure. Last Friday, the Eli and Edith Broad Art Museum hosted the first annual Summer's a Drag event in conjunction with Michigan Pride. The show featured two local drag queens and performances. Impact's Gabriella Saldivia went to the event and got the story firsthand. Now, that's a sound you might not normally hear in the bathroom of an art museum. But it is one, made by duct tape, overheard in the makeshift dressing room occupied by two Lansing area drag queens, Ace DeVille and Maria. It's like a fine line between order and chaos. It's more toward the chaos side. <laughs> they were getting ready to host the first annual Summers of Drag show that took place at the Eli and Edith Broad Art Museum last Friday. This is the first time that we've ever been at the Broad Art Museum, and it's very exciting. Um, we do special events all the time, oh, yeah. birthday parties. We're always oh. performing at Club Spiral. Maria and myself are on house cast at Club Spiral every show this Sunday. So we perform at least twice a week, um, and we love to do special events like this for the community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was Ace DeVille, a Lansing area drag queen. Maria, her co-host for the event, is also from Lansing, where they both work at Spiral Dance Club. A lot of people don't come out to nightclubs all the time, and when they come out to things like this and they experience it for the first time, because I know a lot of people are probably out there experiencing it for the first time, especially like kids. Um, and parents that have kids, they want to bring their kids out to the stuff like this. So it's different because it's probably their first time being yeah. like, I'm seeing a drag show. Um, it's really cool though. I like, I like being a part of yeah. new stuff. Tammy Fortin, the event organizer and curatorial program manager at the Broad, said the idea came from the want to do something special for Michigan Pride. It kind of runs in conjunction with a couple of upcoming shows, so um, it makes a lot of sense contextually, you know, in terms of our exhibitions as well. So it was a nice way to sort of, um, you know, focus on some of our upcoming exhibitions and reach out to the community via Pride, Michigan Pride. The setup of the event was a competition where the winners would get a doozy, as they called it, of a prize. But the spirit of the event turned out to be more lighthearted and fun, with audience members singing along and joining the performers on stage. Among the community member competitors, the staff from the Broad were also among the participants, and Fortin herself appeared in drag. Tonight I'm going to welcome to the stage your first group of contestants. Ladies and gentlemen, please make some noise for the Broad Broads. Pride is really essentially a time to really celebrate your individuality and who you are and you know we really want to promote that it's, you know it's it's part of our mission is to, to bring that out in, in, in each person each person in our community to value that so I just really see it as a, as a way to just sort of reinforce that ethic. Broad student employee Joe Breck, an MSU junior, said he was convinced by his boss to participate in the event. How are you feeling? Uh, a little nervous. Yeah. It's my it's my first time performing. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what to expect at all? No. No. So it's the first for a lot of things. <laughs> wearing, wearing a lot of makeup. You look good. Thank Great. you. I appreciate it.
The normally quiet and composed museum was loud and bustling with families, students, and community members that were engaged in the show unfolding before them. You can find me on acedeville.com. That's acedeville.com. Taylor Thayer, an MSU sophomore, didn't know any of the participants, but came out to enjoy the performances. I, I used to work here and I think it's interesting to see all the events that we put on at the museum and I want to see people turn out for something new that only Michigan State has. Oh, this is the third time I have appeared as barely a Manilow. <laughs> that was Dee Holbert, director of the Lesbian, Bisexual, Gay and Transgender Resource Center at Michigan State University. I chose uh, Copacabana and Barely Manilow, Barry Manilow, uh, primarily because uh, dude can't dance. He does not dance. And uh, he's a short white guy with a big nose, and I'm a short white girl with a big nose that can't dance, so it's worked out quite well. She said MSU, Michigan Pride, and the Broad Museum worked together to form a unique relationship that supports each other while promoting anti-shame. So with an event like this, with the Broad Art Museum, the... Um, uh, a drag show, it gives a chance for people to come out and be really anti-shame, be very proud, be very flamboyant and very campy, and it's a great celebration of, of diversity and making fun of ourselves. Holbert said that despite Michigan's current stance on political issues and civil rights like same-sex marriage, she thinks Michigan State has a thriving and supportive community for LGBT folks. I think Michigan State is really a hidden gem when it comes to uh, inclusivity, celebration, and experience for LBGT folks. The winners were announced to much celebration, but it was obvious that this wasn't the main motivator of the people that participated in the show. It was all about the bonds the community was making, celebrating Michigan pride in a gorgeous venue with a little bit of drag. For Impact News, I'm Gabriela Saldivia.
Welcome back. I am Abby Newton, and this is Impact Exposure. The Wharton Center sits off Bogue Street on Michigan State's campus. It is a beautiful building and contributes many unique performances to the East Lansing area. In the studio to talk about the upcoming year is Bob Hoffman, Public Relations Manager at the Wharton Center. Well, welcome. How are you you. today? I'm doing really well. Good. Are you ready for the upcoming year? I am ready for the upcoming year, and I'm loving the fact that students are back, and it just is starting to get to be fall again, and I'm excited. The game's coming up, so... Things are things are popping. Tell us about the Wharton Center. What are your plans for the year? What are you know the most exciting initiatives or performances that are going to be on campus? Well, I think just about every day at Wharton Center <laughs> is an exciting day, and that's because we have the best entertainment options available. And if you're an MSU student, what you need to know is that you can get a significant discount to most of the Broadway shows and a significant discount to most of the performing arts attractions. So let's talk about the Broadway shows first. We have coming up Flashdance the Musical. It's the 30th anniversary of the movie Flashdance starring Jennifer Beale, I think, which I can't believe it's been 30 years. So if you don't remember, ask your parents about it. But it's a lot (laughs) of fun. It's going to be a great show. And then we have Ghost. And I'm sure you'll remember Ghost the the movie Mm -hmm. um, with Demi Moore. Well, they've written Ghost the Musical, which is really cool because Dave Stewart, half of the 80s pop duo from the Eurythmics, along with Glenn Ballard, who is the co-writer for Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill, wrote the musical for it. Um, so that'll be really an interesting, interesting musical, and I think everyone will you know, capture people's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Peter and the Starcatcher. This is a fun show because it won five Tony Awards. And it's, get this, this is a company of a dozen actors playing more than a hundred characters. Oh my So how goodness. do they do it? It's magic on the stage. Um, how many makeup people do they have? That's a real question. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Going back and forth. It's really fun. And what it is, it's the uh, prequel to Peter Pan. Oh my goodness. It's a good show. It's okay. a lot of fun. And... You'll just leave loving it and wanting to see it again. That is what happened to me anyways. <laughs> We've got Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast returns to Wharton Center with lavish sets and that amazing music that's Beauty and the Beast that has crossed over every genre, I think. And then we've got Gershwin's Porgy and Bess. This was the winner of the Best Musical Revival um, for the 2012 Tony Awards. And then we have Mamma Mia returning to Wharton Center. And Mamma Mia is just a feel-good show. You've <laughs> probably seen the movie. Well, the movie's nothing compared to the Broadway show. This is absolutely a show you want to take your friends to, you want to take a date to. It's a lot of fun. So, But I think what everyone is talking about is the uh, Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. which is coming um, in June 10th through the 15th, 2014. So it's in the summer, so you might have to stick around East sure. Lansing a little bit longer. We can longer, do that. <laughs> but I think it will be worth it because this absolutely is a show that uh, probably the hottest show mm-hmm. right now on Broadway, and it's coming to East Lansing. That's important to note because we do get all the hottest Broadway acts that are out there. We get them right here in your own backyard in East Lansing on the campus of Michigan State University. So check out the Wharton Center. Now, I just talked about the Broadway, but we literally, Abby, have so many genres at Wharton Center. We have Palabolous dance. We have the best in dance. We have the best in classical music, the best in any genre you're interested in. Diana Krall, the jazz artist who really crosses a lot of genres as well, starts our season on September 28th. So I, I think that 
whatever you're interested in, you're going to find it at Wharton Center. And as an MSU student, call the box office and ask them about the discount that you get because it is significant. And why or let me sorry rephrase that. How does Wharton Center get all of these amazing acts? I mean, why is Wharton Center such, I guess, a site for some of these acts? We're pretty lucky in the sense that Clifton and Dolores Wharton, Clifton was the president <laughs> of Michigan State University, had a vision of creating a world-class performing arts center right here on the campus of Michigan State University. And their dream has become a reality. Our executive director, Mike Brand, has the ins with all the Broadway producers. He's been in the business for numerous years. Um, we have a talented staff. And then we also have something in our favor, which makes a lot of sense. When a show comes to Wharton Center and to mid-Michigan, we sell well. So if you're a Broadway producer, you want to bring your show to mm -hmm. mid-Michigan because you're going to sell it. And... That's how we're able to attract a lot of the uh, stellar quality of not only Broadway, but everything. You know, world-class classical musicians mm -hmm. come here. And I know people are thinking, well, you know, would I want to go see a classical musical act at Wharton Center? And absolutely you would because we get Yo-Yo Ma mm -hmm. um, who's coming that's incredible. I saw that. I starred that one. On Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And if you don't know who he is, check him out. Do yourself a favor. Culturally speaking, mm -hmm. he's probably one of the greatest musicians alive today. So. And speaking of cultural, um, Wharton Center, it's Michigan's largest performing arts center. And also one of your goals is to strengthen the culture and economic vitality of Michigan. How do you do that? And why do performing arts attribute to that? Well, I think what we do, we do it in so many different mm -hmm. ways. We reach out to the community, not only presenting the best in performing arts on Broadway, but we go into schools and we teach children um, the importance of culture and art. We have many different workshops through the MSU Federal Credit Union Institute for Arts and Creativity mm -hmm. at Wharton Center um, that allow the public to come in and see what it's like to be on stage, to work with Broadway professionals, to work with teachers, to work with MSU students. So we're reaching out and we have our tentacles all over the place just trying to get people interested in arts and culture because we know that that is something that is needed. Mm -hmm. They're being cut in schools. But, you know, when you come to Wharton Center and you see an amazing show, it changes you. Even if you don't think that you're interested in the arts. I tell the story of I took this job at Wharton Center and never thought I was interested in dance. You know, but I have to go to the shows because I work there. So mm -hmm. I went to see Hubbard Street Dance Chicago kind of unwillingly. I wasn't really <laughs> excited about it. And I went and it absolutely changed my perspective of dance. Mm -hmm. I wasn't aware of the power of what it offers. And that's what we have almost every single day at Wharton Center, the opportunity to experience something that maybe could change your life. Wow. So did you go up there on the stage and start dancing? <laughs> no, I can I see didn't. it. I can... <laughs> but you know what? It's, it's funny. They make it look so easy mm -hmm. and you get caught up in it. And, you know, I went to Michigan State University and I don't remember going to Wharton Center and taking advantage of, of the Wharton Center. And I look back and I wish that I would have mm -hmm. done that. Uh, there are so many opportunities, not just to see a great show, but just to come and experience um, what it's like and, and the program. So go on our website, which is the best resource for you at WhartonCenter.com, and take a look at our education programs. Take a look at our 
backstage opportunities. Um, there's a lot out there. And how can students get involved? Because you were talking that many students are already involved through an internship program. Uh, you want to talk more about that? Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't do what I do without my uh, MSU interns. They're amazing. You know, uh, we have internships in marketing and communications. We have student employees as ushers. Um, my interns help write media releases. They work with the agents in New York. A lot of the interns at Wharton Center have actually been hired after college wow. in New York um, or in Chicago and working with entertainment companies. So uh, the best way to become involved in, in Wharton Center is we have a street marketing team called the Wharton Center Student Marketing Organization. And if you're interested, join and they do a lot of fun outreach events on campus they have um you know different unique opportunities they had a tutu brigade brigade um <laughs> where men and women wore tutus around campus to promote last year billy elliott coming <laughs> i think um, that'll you know they I do think chalking <laughs> they do parties you know they they do fun events to promote the shows coming to wharton mm -hmm. center because we know that you know there's what 45,000 students on campus here and we want to get those students to wharton center because it's not just a place for older people it's a place for all ages mm -hmm. whether you're 5 or whether you're 100 especially if you're college age and how does being on a college campus attribute to wharton center's success well, I think it absolutely does because we're in the we're in you know Michigan State University has such an amazing reputation, mm -hmm. not only in athletes but in academics, and this is just another star in Wharton Center's cap. And so, you know, we're able to attract a different crowd than the athletics and a different crowd than the academics. But when you mix that all together, I think it just makes Michigan State University one of the best you know, universities in the country, if not the world. Now, what are you most excited about for the year? Um, <laughs> that is really hard. I love <laughs> Mamma Mia, so Mama I'm Mia. super excited to see that again. I think I've seen it six times. Uh, Diana Krall I'm mm -hmm. interested in. You know, when we get the, the rundown every year, I kind of highlight everything as well. And I go through and it's like, okay, I could be there every single day and then every single night watching every show because there is something unique. And even if I don't think necessarily I would find it interesting, I start to research it a little bit, and mm -hmm. that's part of what my job is, and I think I have to go to this. So it's a very hard question. I don't know. I don't know what my favorite is. I'm excited about Flashdance. I've seen it. I've seen, I'm Peter and the Starcatcher. Mm -hmm. um, so Estonian National Symphony Orchestra um, one of my colleagues is extremely into classical music and just raves about this orchestra. So I'm thinking, well, that would be fun. I've never really, you know, been able to go to an orchestra before working at Wharton Center. Mm -hmm. So open up my horizons and go. And how has the experience of working at Wharton Center changed your interest and in maybe your, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but your perspective on the arts, on culture, on the diversity that you bring? Well, I'm from a small town, and I didn't, you know, my, my uncle was a, a theater teacher, and so I never really thought that I was into theater mm -hmm. or dance or any of that. I didn't have those opportunities growing up, so I'm so fortunate to be able to experience all of this. And what I realize is that there's so much to know, and there's so many, so many things that I don't know about, and I'm just curious by nature, and so I want to find out more about everything that comes, and... Um, 
why not? If it makes you feel good, why not? It's mm-hmm. a legal drug. <laughs> that is very true. So it should be on a college campus. <laughs> it should be on a college campus. <laughs> Maybe that's campus. how you should advertise. <laughs> that's, that's right, right? <laughs> um, my last question is, how has Wharton Center changed over the years, and I guess enhanced? Well, we've changed a lot because when we first started, we used to do split runs of Broadway shows where um, we would share. They would only be here for you know half a week, and then they'd go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing complete runs. We're doing mega runs of Broadway shows. We've uh, increased our programming tenfold. We're bringing new artists. We're we're able to. We've built our reputation, so people want to play with us in the mm-hmm. sandbox because we've built a huge reputation that we can sell tickets. We're a lot of fun. The mid-Michigan audiences are extremely um, welcoming. And, I mean, there's a ton of different ways. We've created the MSU Federal Credit Union Institute for Arts and Mm -hmm. Creativity in line with our mission. Uh, So... We're constantly searching out there. We've partnered with Broadway Grand Rapids. We've partnered with Traverse City Opera House. We're partnering with different organizations in the community and the colleges on campus here. Mm -hmm. We're reaching out to them. We're integrating um, art and academics. And so, you know, we've got lots of growth to do and we're on our trajectory of our meeting our goals. And it's all exciting. You sound excited. Thank you. <laughs> and he looks excited, too. I promise you. you. Um, I do have one more question. I lied. Uh, you know, it seems like almost East Lansing and Lansing are becoming these hubs for performing arts in culture arts. Do you agree? Yeah, I think we've changed a lot since yeah. when I went to school here. Really? Um, I think that we are definitely. I think it's this whole area is becoming more progressive. And I think there's a need for that because we can see by studying other cities that cities that are successful have amazing arts programs and amazing culture programs. And that's what people want. You mm-hmm. want to live in a city that has all of this available to Absolutely. you. And so we're very fortunate to live right here with one of the world's premier performing arts centers. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to add? No, I just really encourage students and and anyone who's listening to check out WhartonCenter.com. It's an amazing website. And and come see a show that could possibly change your life for the better. And like I said, it's it's an opportunity to feel good. Mm -hmm. And those opportunities present themselves right here and if you're an msu student you get a discount for it so (laughs) (laughs) perfect (laughs) well we will also keep all of you updated on upcoming shows and exciting events happening at wharton center but thank you very much for coming in i'd love to hear what what other people think about the wharton center so if people want to you know absolutely contact you and tell you what their favorite thing is i'd love to hear it you can get a hold of us and we'll send the message right to you (laughs) well bob hoffman thank you very much thanks (laughs) thank you very much bob hoffman public relations manager at the wharton center And with that, our time is winding down. Thank you for joining us on Exposure today. Special thanks to our producer, Gabriela Saldivia, our station manager, Sam Riddle, and our general manager, Ed Glazer. Keeping you informed and bidding you farewell until next time, I'm Abby Newton, Impact Exposure, 89FM. Broadcasting from the campus of Michigan State University, you've been listening to Impact Exposure. Exposure.